Yeah, last time I saw you was 2015, man. Yeah. That's wild to think about. It sucks. Uh, Sorry, yeah, I did zero research like you told me to. It's so gonna we're going to fucking fight. go with it. Good. I wish, you had done, I wish you had done negative research. I wish you had hit your head <laughs> with, a, with a brick to make yourself dumber for this episode because that's the sort of shit Listen, that this endeavor requires. <laughs> I don't want to be the asshole that comes in and just makes some blasphemous ass takes in a, in a tournament where I don't know 90% of the teams, but fuck it. Here we are. So. Yeah. No, I would encourage that. And if you don't make a blasphemous statement, quite frankly, I think my viewers are going to be upset. Okay. You cool. got to grab headlines, you know? <laughs> yeah, the people love the people love a good headline, a good story. But I feel That's like right. people don't know what to make of me right now. I'm kind of like this mysterious Midwest guy that they hear a bunch of hype about, but being an East Coaster, they don't fucking believe a second of it until they see it. That's very true. That's very true. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> prove what you're given. Speaking as an East Coaster, uh, yeah. I'm pretty biased. <laughs> I like it. I That's know. fine. Listen, Ma talked a lot of shit until I shut him out. And wow. A one hitter last shut year, him out. So. Shut him out in a one hitter. Hey, you gotta put uh, your dick wow. where your balls are, right? I mean, uh, <laughs> Plus hitting the walk-off homer to send him home, but who's who's paying attention to that? Who's, who's so. counting? Yeah, I'm just glad that that we got some Midwest representation at this United Whiffs thing. I've been saying, Dude, with to- you, Toast and I have been saying bro, forever that that's that's like the so, big thing that we need. I've got a story that I was holding out on to send it because I was waiting to like be able to talk about this with people that knew it. So I actually reached out to Billy Owens in like 2016, oh my God. 2017. Stop right there. Stop right there. Stop right there. No, 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 no. Okay. Save it, save it for the show because we're still in the pre-pod. Let's, okay. Are we ready to get I will. Are we ready to get started? <laughs> you, you said the hot word. You said Billy yes. Owens and I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me make sure that I don't edit it out, that I put it in the right, in the right part of the show. Welcome to Shut Up Stein. I am your host. And today... I am joined, as always, by Toast, who's wearing a phenomenal um, pastel pink bucket hat, and in coral color, we see POC, as is the new one of the new with ball tradition, the bucket hat look. How we doing, Toast? Doing great. How about you? Good. When when do you when do you take off? Uh, tomorrow at ten o'clock. I land at noon. Wow. Full weekend for Toast. Love yes, that. Love that for you. Good. Love that for the show. At least the show gets some representation. And I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna FaceTime Steffi during the championship game <laughs> and just wow. commentate for no one. No one. How are you gonna do that if he's playing? Uh, I, I don't know. I was just talking to Steffi today. That's why I chose him. But you know what I mean. Wow. Well, like I might. I really like might try and weasel my way into that shit. Um. Anyway, let's talk about our guests. We are joined first by uh, a guy who is pretty well known on the East Coast uh, with a ball scene um, and has been definitely more of a medium pitch player throughout the days. But I played fast pitch with him back in 2012. And I can tell you, uh, guy hits ball hard. Brian Weiss, a.k.a. B. Weiss. You look exactly the same as you did five years ago, man. I was aiming for that. Yeah, (laughs) you know what? If you could always look. what, What were you getting mad about? Yeah, you're 28, right? You're not 30. 30 you're not no. 30. You're 28. Reminded me that I'm 30. Remind Toast that he's 30. Bad luck out of us. Hate that. Girl, I just turned 30, so I'm not even 30 yet. You know, I'm rule. coming up on 31. What an awful age 31 is. Ugh. 
Anyway, our second guest today here is a guy who's much more known on the Midwest scene. Um, Caleb Junkman. Junkmon? Am I pronouncing that right? Junkmon. So the J is actually like a Y, but I really don't give a fuck. What no way. Is it really? Junkmon? Junkman. Junkman. That yes. changes Guy everything. Did anyone else know that? I didn't know that. Junk J. Yeah, I've been day. calling him the junk Soft man day. now. I've been calling him junk man for years or for months. Everybody probably. has. I'm used to that shit. That's okay. Young man. That's sick. What is the heritage of that name? It's Dutch. It's 100% Dutch. And you'll see it when Dutch. I show up. I am tall, white, and lanky. So <laughs> I am I am the stereotype to a T. Yeah, well, if there's two Let's things I can't stand. Yeah, LG Caucasians. Whiffs is a very white sport, so you will not be othered in this, uh, in this event. Um, Fair. Fair. <laughs> uh, today is a very special episode because uh, we are on the precipice of the largest fast pitch wiffle ball tournament in a decade, the United Wiffle Ball Tournament. It came together splendidly over the last eight months, and there are too many people to thank. Um, but rest assured, I am not one of them. So. We're going to be making predictions today. That's the big episode, and I've got um, somebody who's representing my team colors in BYU's here. We've got someone representing the Midwest in Yonkman, and then we've got, uh, of course, someone representing a team that made it to the finals two years in a row, but unfortunately lost out to C4 twice. We've got Toast. Uh, so it'll be good to get a nice, diverse set of predictions based on what we see here. But before we do, let's do what we always do and let's get these introductions out of the way. Let's start with, uh, I'm, I'm just gonna keep calling you Junk Man. I can't not call you <laughs> Junk Man. So let's start with Junk Man. Tell me about how you came up onto the Wiffle scene because I've only been hearing about you for maybe a year now. Yeah. So I actually started the league that I originally played in in Indiana in 2012 um, with my cousin, Tim Wilcher. It, we were fucking around in the backyard. We were just playing wiffle ball like we did when we were young and we kind of put it together and some guys were like, hey, let's make it official. So we did that. Um, it grew for like three years, but I never really took it seriously. I was only about like 16 at the time when we started. And then we found out about the NWLA tournament and that's kind of how I started to take wiffle ball more seriously. I actually like threw some bullpens in the off season and, and learned from people that threw the clean ball well. And, and what was interesting is the styles in the Midwest, there's no ball alteration at all. So all I ever knew was clean ball, yellow bat. That's all I played and that's what I did. Um, got pretty good at it and then started to expand my reach and realized, hey, there's four really, really good leagues in the span of a less than a two and a half hour drive of me. So I started to play all of those and, and that's really when I would say my quote unquote career kind of started to take off. And then um, for the past four summers now, I've played over 160 games over those four leagues, including the tournament. And um, yeah, that's kind of how my background started. And, and yeah, I got to be the national player of the year in 2017 and 2019. So those were two really cool accomplishments for me. And, and now I'm excited to kind of take my game to, in quite honestly, the the research that I've done, a completely different style and a completely different game and oh, yeah. ball alteration and big pat wiffle ball and, and kind of see how I'm able to stack up against that competition. So That's sick. Now, don't go counting your games too much because before you know it, you're going to be at bat number 100,000 oh, and I'm you don't want to be in that headspace. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, don't even come right. for the Iron Man's throne. Yeah. Can't touch it. It's yeah. over. Right. It's right. over. I mean, it's Absolutely. 
<laughs> All right, let's hear about our second guest, B. Weiss. Uh, where'd you come from? Where'd you go? Where are you at right um, now? Where am I at right now? Where'd I come from? You know, um, 2011, Packer got me into it. You know, him and Walters had linked up with Crosby and Milstead. Um, they played a lot of Wiffle Up events. You know, they met each other through there. They heard that Golden Stick was forming a Philly region. So they got together, played a year. Um, after that year, you know, Packer just, he just hounded me to get on board. I finally did. Um, and from there, I kind of just fell in love with it. Mm. Um, you know, we got to a point in 2013, you know, after two beautiful years in Delaware County, <laughs> uh, by Mike Mormando. Um, you know, we got to a point where it was, we take over the region or there's no PA region. You know, we did what we could for a couple years, try to keep it afloat. A lot of guys lost passion. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Packer moved away. Mm -hmm. um, I just kind of fell out of it. You know, fast forward to today, you know, I'm back. I'm more in love with the game than ever. Looking forward to this tournament. Looking forward to, you know, a lot of guys in New York I get to play with now. Great guys up there. Uh, looking forward to, you know, just jumping right back into where I left off. Yeah, and you know, it might, add, it may not be a it may not be a comeback sign. It may be a rebirth as as his new name now is Lurdy. It is no longer B Wise. B Wise is dead. He's a trash player. Lurdy, <laughs> Lurdy, Lurdy has been floating around. What's up with Lurdy, man? Because I've heard you called it several times. What's that a reference to? Um, all right, so I subbed for the Canines at the Yard Open. Nice. Um, in the sub jersey they gave me, uh, said Leroy on the back. I think that was the dog that used to represent the canines. They all fucking call each other Leroy, yeah. Yeah, so from a distance, uh, I was up at the plate and Packer, Packer, you know, the, the font is- the Of course font it's Packer. Like font toys, yeah. And he goes, let's go Lurdy. And he dead ass thought it said Lurdy. Of course he fucking did, of course he did. <laughs> so from there, uh, Lurdy was born. We need to get Packer back on the show because the one time he was on, he was on with like Norris and Ty and like he didn't get to truly shine as the performance artist that he is. We, we, we need to, I've been texting him back and forth, but every time I do, he doesn't want to come on. We got to get him back on. But what I was, dad, got more important things to do. Yeah, the guy's a dad. But tell you what, you just pop the earbuds in, you're changing diapers, you're on the podcast, you're multitasking. Junk man's got yeah, the, the pods and he knows, he knows. You never so, seen. Dude, I'm, I'm smashing pizza right now while I'm doing. Smashing this. Oh, pizza yeah. right now. If you can smash <laughs> pizza, you can change a diaper, and that's all I've got to say about that. Being, you know, speaking of someone who has never, and hopefully God, please, will never change a diaper. Um, but what I was gonna say is, be wise. Famous last words. Famous last words. Yeah, no, wrap it up. Um, but uh, B. Weiss, your story is a story that I have heard so many times in like the last six months. And I think it's the number one thing that UWIFS has been successful in accomplishing. Not just like, hey, remember you used to play, you want to come back and you want to play. It's, it's the part where you said, I'm in more in love with the game now than ever. And I feel like a lot of dudes who kind of felt out of love with the game in like 2014, 2015 have fallen back in love with the game. And I think that the team at UWIFS is majorly responsible for that in terms of like hype and passion and stuff like that. Correct me if, if I'm wrong, if there's some other supernatural force that brought you back, but that's just the vibe I've been getting. Nailed it. You 100% nailed it there. Love um, that. Love I'm being excited. told I'm right. Yeah, I know you do. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm excited. Not just, you know, not just our squad, but there's so many other guys who have kind of come out of the woodwork here. Um, you know, it's almost like the can't miss event. 
Mm. For the yeah. event we Ouch. all wish we had, you know, over the past, you know, 10 plus years yeah. when we were all involved, you know? Yeah, when, they, when we were struggling to get eight teams at an event, this is like the, the delusion of grandeur that we well, would constantly recycle. Can I speak to that too? Kind yeah, of as absolutely. someone coming in from the outside. I think the cool thing, and, and I think for for me and a few of the other, because I know some of the guys from WSCM are coming and uh, too as well, is the cooks I think are irreplaceable in terms mm. of some of the help that they've given. Like my, I knew about the East Coast probably starting in 2017, 2018 is when I started to do research. I mean, it's where the top wiffle balls played. Some absolute dogs. But the thing is, like, I've been around the scene and playing in the Midwest. There are some good ass wiffle ball players where we come from, too. And I was about to tell this story before the podcast, but you wanted me to wait and tell it now. Yes, so please, God. I reached out to, uh, yeah. So I had reached out to Billy Owens in like 2017, and I wasn't even like asking out to asking to play. I was more asking to like just understand what fast plastic was and because I had heard all the hype and I'm really connected to Carl Coffey who had told me like, it's a pretty big wiffle ball tournament. And so I had reached out and he like looked at my message and didn't even respond. And then I followed it up with Carl to see if I could like, get on a call with him. And he said, and he kind of responded to me and was kind of like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't really got time for that. And I was kind of like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't, it felt like a very closed off environment to me. And, it was. you know, c coming from, the era that I was in, a lot of us knew about fast play. I think that's a big misconception that a lot of people that were in it had, is that there was just this knowledge of what was going on and people just weren't coming, which just was not the case. Uh, a lot of us, especially that got involved with the NWLA tournament in Indiana in like 2017 to 2019, wanted to know more about it and wanted to figure out what it was. And it seemed like one, we either couldn't get an answer or two, it very much seemed like we weren't wanted. It and was, so for yeah, us- exactly. <laughs> to have the cooks reach out to us personally and to talk to all the mall guys like Jordan and the McElraths and Ben Stant and Red at the NWA tournament and have them talk about the style. You know, it wasn't, I know it's like, you don't wanna be soft about it, but it's also kind of like, you don't wanna go somewhere where no one fucking wants you to go, right? So yeah. I think that's the cool part for us with you whiffs is that, yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's going to be a huge adjustment in terms of the pitches we see and, and people able to hit our pitching versus playing with the yellow bat. But it feels like people want us to be there and want us to try it. And that's just half the battle in and of itself. You know what I mean? I agree. So I'm going to use one of my shut up signs real quick. Oh, okay. Fine, 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 fine. Two things to add. Um, one thing, adding on to what he was saying, I know whenever US was just getting born, like just the rumbles in a Facebook message, and all of this stuff, I, I made it a point. I was like, listen, we need the cooks. We need GSWL, and we got to get some Midwest guys, like, who would be some top dudes? And I know we talked to Carl Coffee, like Caleb was talking about, and he was like, you got to get Yaltman in. See how easy that is, Stein? You got to get him in. He's he's plugged in with a bunch of dudes. Um, and he, he named off a couple more names. So, I, I, I mean, I was one of the first ones to add Caleb into the list. I knew he would be right. detrimental to part in this group and he's i mean like you said if, if there was any information we were more than willing to help help out and if and he was willing enough to extend the hand and say hey if there's anything i can do let me know and that i mean those two things go hand in hand the cooks really do bend over backwards for everyone like they're very selfless people um and two as far as it goes with the style if uh you give me some clean ball tips i would definitely give you some scuffs to take home and we can talk business but 
Hey, I'll take I'll take that. That's a deal every day of the week. Absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. Ambassadorial outreach matters. It has always mattered. It has always been an exceptionally important part of the wiffle ball community, to its detriment in the past and to its benefit currently right now because of guys like the Cooks and as much as I hate to admit it, guys like Bob and Fug, um, and then also guys like you, young men, when you're talking to your boys and being like, listen, the cooks reached out to me and they seem like pretty cool dudes. And I think we should go over there and see if we can't rake these motherfuckers off the field. And that's all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden you've got 40 teams right. in three weeks, right? And that's right. part of why it came together so smoothly because yep. everybody agreed that this was going to be this was going to be an event for everyone by everyone, and that's just fucking sick, man. Well, so, I, I, right. I know how it feels, man. Coming from an outsider's perspective, like I was from Georgia, I had never mm. seen anyone like it's very clickish, and I made it a, a, a goal every year to go there and just absolutely ruin someone's tournament every year. I mean, it was just I made a career. That was my goal. Absolutely. Yeah. What's up? I said I made a career off that. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I mean, I mean, they were they were just like, hey, this is a team from Georgia, it's the easy buy, and I was just making it a point, like, hey, I'm gonna yep. show them what I can Eat do. Shit. I know yeah. how motivated he Eat is shit. coming in here. I'm, I do not want to face the monsters. Well, and that's the thing. Like at, at, for me, as I'm looking at this tournament, you know, granted. I know I can play, and I know the guys on my team can play. There's no two ways about it. I think the, the thing I'm starting to learn, and Toast, correct me if I'm wrong, is that in this style, uh, when you have clean ball and yellow bat, your margin for error is huge. It's hard to square that ball up. It's, it's easy to throw one pitch consistently. If you square a ball up with this bat, that bitch is going to go. I've had some yeah. BP with the moonshot mm. bat, and I'm, I'm sitting here mm -hmm. like, holy fuck. I had Wait till you get a hold of... Wait till you get to swing a fucking Nerf bat with some tape right. around it. The ball right. doesn't pop off anything right. the way it pops so, off a Nerf bat. The, the takeaway, too, from that is the pitching, though. You got a lot more pitch selection with this. Correct. And I can throw yeah. both balls pretty well, which is great. So mm -hmm. I think a big part of this tournament and success is, one, understanding hitter tendencies, right? Like maybe Toast doesn't like the risers, so I'm going to hit him heavy with risers. Or maybe the drop isn't as good for, you know. So there's definite scouting that has to happen, and I think that's a big part of it. But... I think just the bigger thing is that, you know, for the first time, it, I, I'm a big believer that perception is reality, right? Like you can say one thing, you can do one thing, but whatever you perceive to be real is what you believe is gonna happen. So when I pitched this to the Midwest guys, kind of, you know, basically just saying, hey, let's try this out. We know that we're going in at a deficit. I mean, playing clean ball and yellow bat, I think hitting wise will be a lot better than what people think, but pitching wise, we're gonna have some, some hills to overcome and stuff to learn. But if we don't show that we're not willing to be able to bring wiffle ball together at this level that we're supposed to, then we're only at a de we're no better than Billy Owens if we're not willing to try it, right? So I think that's where when Toast came to me and when the Cooks came to me and they talked to me about it, I'm like, you know, it makes a lot of sense with what they're saying. Sure, you know what, I might go in this year and I'm, I have a lot to learn. I'm really viewing this as a learning experience. And I think that going into year two, I'll be a lot better prepared. But I'll tell you what, like, I'm a fucking dog. Like, mm. I'm coming at someone's throat. Like, I don't give a fuck. Love that. So, Love that. I mean, and, and the biggest part of it, <laughs> ignorance is bliss, right? Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't, can I don't know sometimes. who's who. So that can help me, you sometimes, I'm not, I'm not nervous about seeing this guy or knowing that this guy's prowess. I know that when I step on that mat, you got to hit what I throw to you, and good luck. So yeah. that's my mindset. Absolutely. So. 
the thing about the Midwest guys, and I, I was actually talking to a couple of guys about this up at uh, Gall last week in New York. Um, the biggest advantage you have is you hit fast pitch with a yellow bat consistently. Give you a bigger yeah. bat, watch what yeah. you're going to do with it. Yeah. Dude, it's it's so – speaking to that, it's hilarious as I've been practicing for this. Like, I'm swinging at pitches, and I got – and guys aren't throwing the same level of stuff, like with the cup ball that I'm going to see. But I'm – I swear to God, I'm thinking I'm going to miss this ball. And I'm, like, piecing this up to left center on a line, and I'm like – Holy shit. Like, even yeah. my misses well, feel like and it's, hits. So. It's not just a bigger bat. It's also a further mound, right? From right. NWL. So you have so much more time to see the ball, which actually Correct. hurts me. Somehow I'm better when the mound is closer. And I'm all backward. It's all wrong. But let's, let's move on now to the part of the podcast that I'm excited for, which is the part where we make predictions about what's going to happen this weekend. So I sent you all in the, uh, in the Zoom chat, I sent you all the image of the five pools which nobody gave me and I screenshotted in order to get a hold of. No. I'm actually not talking about you this time. I know. Jesus Christ. So, if we open up that, that picture, we're looking at five pools. What I would like to do is I want y'all to give me two teams from each group and then a third team, like kind of like a wild card team from each. So who, what two teams do you think is going to make it out of each pool? And then give me a wild card that you think can, can make it out of there as well. So let's start with Group A and B-Wise. B-Wise, who's making it out of Group A? Look, I mean, there's a few teams in this group that I don't know much about. And I'll tell you right now, I think the two teams that are going to make it out are Whipping and the Juggernauts. Wow, Whipping, Juggernauts. Do you have a third team that like kind of like puts it together and gets there? The Bombers. Wow, the O-Bombers with I'm Haverty. I'm just with what's familiar to me, you know? I just don't see the sure. O-Bombers not making out of that group. But same with Whitney and, you know, Juggernauts. Group A low-key is a pool of death. Juggernauts, Sueno, O-Bombers, with Inc. I know everyone was talking about Group E because it's got C4, 603, and BDCC. But, like, low-key Group A is going to have heartbreak in it. We don't know what Fanway has. Fanway has two teams. That's what I'm saying. And the cheese balls are from Ridley, and we all know Ridley can play ball. Those guys hit. Right. So, okay, so we got B-Wise's input. Toast, where are you at for Group A? Uh, I'm close to the same thing, but in a different order. I definitely got the Juggernauts and O-Bombers going. I think Whipping is the next script. No, actually, sorry. Sueno is the next one. Not Mmm, Sueno. All right. Youngman. Youngman, what do you got for me? Yeah, I got to agree um, with the guys on that one, on the first two. Mm. Um, and then I also do like Sueno. Same thing as Toast. Um, mm. I, when I was looking at the roster and when I was looking at some of the matchups that they have, I think Sueno could honestly take kind of the, the backdoor route of being able to get through. So I agree. None yeah. of them can pull Kenny. Kenny's seen all of them. Kenny's a robot. So Right. That's very true. I've got, um, I've got O-Bombers and Juggernauts and Sueno. And I think Whiff Inc. gets horribly disappointed. I hope I'm wrong. I love Whiff Inc. They're one of my favorite teams. Put that out there. Love Tom Polly. Love Sean Handall. Didio is not the worst. Um, so, you know. <laughs> Come on the show, Didio. You stupid yeah, asshole. I forgot they had Handle and Polly. That's, that's crazy. I, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's a good-ass pool. All right, let's move on to pool B. Um, let's go opposite order. Let's start with Yonkman. Who you got, pal? Two teams so, and then a third. 
So I think the Meats and then us are two good teams. And I actually know the Meats really well. They got a lot of NWLA guys. But mm-hmm. I think the one thing I want to speak about to our team that people don't realize and have slept on, I think there are two key factors to our team. One, Cam Smith, um, he might honestly be a better cutball pitcher than me. Cam Smith, who played for Skibby and then in the NWLA tournament, started out playing with ball alteration. And that league is from Missouri. So I wasn't able to play in it before. But Cam has been, Cam got clocked. He's in a few of our bullpens. He's got clocked at about 97, 98. Um, he throws really, really hard and he's very accurate on the board. Um, okay. And then Sam Skibby. Um, is quite honestly one of the best yellow bat fast pitch hitters I've seen. I've watched him change games in terms of being able to piece the ball up and see velocity. So um, it, it really is just not me. And then you, we have Austin Steffes coming in who's going to be able to eat innings and also take mm. some good swings. Mm. So uh, is it the best team we could bring from the Midwest? Probably not in terms of some of the names that you've heard, but we've got some guys that can do some things really well. I. For us, looking at that hazardous matchup and then a potential matchup with the short balls, if me and Cam do what we're supposed to do on the mound and we can piece together a few things at the plate, I wouldn't be shocked if you find us at 2-0 with a chance to beat the meets going into Sunday. So, yeah. Very good point. Toast, what do you got? I have uh, very close to the same thing. I think the Monstars are the favorite. A lot of people think the meets are the favorite, but I think the Monstars are the favorite. Um, reason being, uh, Monstars are a bunch of NWLA guys, some of the best, and the Meats are a bunch of NWLA guys, but they have Jimmy Flynn, and Jimmy Flynn's not good. So <laughs> he's gonna be going to <laughs> um, so The Monstars are, are the heavy favorite out of that. Meats are a, a number two, and I'm going to actually go, since he brought it up, um, they're going to have to play the short balls. I think the Monstars beat the short balls. So I like the degenerate book gamblers coming out of that. Wow, Pete. degenerate gamblers. B-Wise, what do you got for me? This one's tough. Um, I think the I think the meets are going to find their way out of it. Um, there's just too many too many experienced guys on that team. Um, same, you know, I'm with Midwest. Like I said, the thing that scares me about these guys the most, you know, besides the fact that they you know they got some good arms on their squad, is the fact that they're coming out hitting yellow bat all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, standing by, put a moonshot in their hands, put a loco in the nerf, whatever, and see what they can do with it, um, as they touched on before. I think those are the two teams that are going to make it out. I wouldn't sleep on the canines, though. I don't know. Elliot's not a bad player. Monstars matchup. Elliot's not a bad player. You know, they got they got Raddick on their team from Chicago, right? Yeah. I think yeah, I have no, I have no idea who the canines are. Veterans. I'm it's Mike Sidorov, Cody Blake, Elliot Noah, Ryan Mintock, and Derek Riddick. Not a name I recognize. Um, I think a lot of old school the, players. Okay. I think whatever, whoever wins, I think we're going to beat Hazardous. I'm, I'm not putting anything in front of, I don't like to look ahead of a matchup versus who we have to play. We have to beat them first. But yeah. if we do beat them, I think that that second round matchup is going to be a really good test for us to see where we're at, whether or yeah. not we beat them or not. Because either one of those teams, they may not be a top level team, but if we don't play well, we can get smacked. And if we play well, we, we could smack them. So well, I mean, it's just really going to depend. Player. Sure, sure. Those are Ridley Park guys as well, right? Huh? Short balls are Ridley Park guys? Yeah. 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 They're like their B team. They've got like Teddy Drecker, Frankie Campanile. I know all those guys. Yeah, very low key team. 
All right, play. I've got I've, I'm very similar. I've got the Monstars making it out. I've got the Meats making it out. But of course, I have to go with Los as the third team. I predict that they're going to sneak their way in to that round of 24 and possibly even make it to the top 16. That's my big prediction. I don't know if they'll go past that. Uh, BYS, how's your arm feeling? Uh, you know, I'm ready for a game. He's ready for a game. I'm sure Winnie's ready for a game. Eight. I'm sure Doc will throw a game. I'm sure Taco will try and throw a game. And then I, I'm guessing when you, when we have to, we'll go with EA until his arm falls off. That's just what I'm thinking. Yeah, I hope he's, hope he's ready for that. Look, we're here to ruin someone's He's corner. crazy. He'll do anything. I love that. He, he is crazy. All right, we need to move quickly through these last three groups. Group C. Who do we got? B Weiss coming out of Group C. Group C. Oh. All right. I think, um, you know, the Phenoms, for sure. Mm. Great group of guys. Um, yeah. And off the top of my head, you know, I just got to look at the suspects. I can't see them not making it out of the group. Who's your third? Uh, I, don't, I don't have a third. You know, I don't know much about these guys. You know, I'm a way too beautiful guy through and through. I would, right, call the next, I would love, love to them. see them sneak love into the next round. We all remember the magical uh, Adam Milstead run back in Savannah. Yeah. What year was that? Absolutely. 2013, maybe? Yeah. Um, you know, Skip, Crosby, those guys can hit. You if know, Skip but... holds up, and he, and he very well may, they're going to be dangerous. Toast, who do you got from Group C? Um, I'm going to go with us just because yeah, uh, got to be at least somewhat confident. Uh, I'm going usual suspects, and I think I'm actually going to cheat and say Anarchy slash Whippets sneak their way back in. Both of those ball clubs, really good ball clubs. I think Riker can change a game, and I think uh, the Whippets have a very good, very good lineup. So. Very fair. Yonkman, who you got? Yeah, so, <clears throat> and I want to talk about this one a little bit. Toast, you guys got a K-Bond too, right, for this tournament? Yep. Yeah, we picked K-Bond. Okay, so... I've played against Kayvon three straight years in either a championship game at the NWA tournament or an elimination game to get there. What I love about Kayvon, and I think, you know, I've, I actually went back. I'm a little wiffle nerd. I watched pretty much a lot of your guys' games leading up to the title. Kayvon is clutch as fuck, and he has the ability in big games to be able to change it with one swing or on the mound. He's a fucking robot. I mean, he's been playing this shit since he's 12, right? Like yep. he's <laughs> So I think what Kayvon does is he gives you somebody that in those big games allows you to settle into those moments, and he's not afraid of them, which if you want to win a tournament like this, like I, I told it in our group chat the other day, you need five dogs, dudes that are going to, in the biggest moment, not fold. So I think that's a huge addition for you guys. I've got you guys there. And then um, Anarchy as well. Um, or sorry, the suspects like you guys talked about. And then the Will Waves. I think, so pitching-wise, they may not have the depth that everyone looks at in terms of a top-tier team, but they can hit. Mm -hmm. And last year at the NWA tournament, or two years ago at 2018, they hit the shit out of the ball. And they've got a few guys on their roster that can run into something that, and, and again, knowing the style and, and how it works, you run into a two, three run shot that changes a lot. So um, knowing that they have that ability, I think that puts them in the conversation of mm. potentially making a little bit of a run. So very fair. I see the suspects and the phenoms both running through their sides of the bracket. And then I see the whippets running through everyone else. Um, so that's group C. Group D, young man, start it up again. Who we got from Group D? So I gotta be uh, 
I got to be loyal to my long balls, fellas. Love those guys. Okay. They're they're deep on the mound. They are de- <laughs> they're really really deep. Tommy, Cam, Sean, mm-hmm. even Colin, if they need to, they can pitch. And so I think you know pitching is going to help out a lot. I like the Dragons too. Uh, I got to see some of those guys yeah. in the tournament. They've got a younger squad, but I think they have guys that are able to perform. And then talking to uh, the WSCM guys, we've had a lot of battles over the years. And I think, so they've actually have some experience with black bats. So them walking into, because their league plays with black bats for fast pitch. I don't Mm -hmm. think it'll be completely new to them hitting with those bats. And they've got, in my opinion, the hitter to watch for in the tournament and Kyle Tomlinson. That guy can stick. If you're mm. pitching to Kyle Tomlinson, make sure that you are selected with pitching because that That's dude scouting report. Rakes. Okay, I like rakes. that. What's he look like? <laughs> he, you'll, you won't miss him. He will be the most jack dude at the tournament. All right, good. It's not Love close. that. Wow. Putting so. Flynn to shame. Wow. Toast, <laughs> who you got from Group D, buddy? I think it would be remiss to leave out the Las Vegas Whifflers, especially yep. with the first three games. Those guys are freaking animals. They get hit. want to talk about robots? Those guys yeah, those guys hit. Okay. Hit and hit and hit. Very scary. Um, I think that I think that the Longballs beat the WSCM Dream Team, and I think the Vegas Whifflers and the Longballs are going to have a great game. That's going to mm. be fun to watch. And from the other side of the uh, bracket, I like Bomb Squad. With man making his return, with man hits very good. Mm. So. B wise, how do you feel? I can't agree more with Toast. You know, I think that Bomb Squad team is a good team. Um, I, you know, don't sleep on the Whifflers. I could see, I could see the Longballs getting past them as well at the top of that group. Yeah, absolutely. I see. I see Vegas and uh, long balls going through. And you know what? Don't sleep on the Boomsticks. The Valenti brothers are athletes. So I'm gonna go with Boomstick. And and they've been. It's not like they haven't been playing whips. You know what I mean? Like they play a lot. And we all know that when you play a lot of yard, the transition into fast isn't so terrible. So that's that's me. I go Boomsticks. Group E. B wise. Who makes it out of Group E? The group of death. Um, C4, they're going to take it to the top of that region, or the top of the group for sure, in my opinion. Mm. Um, and then at the bottom, you know, that's this is a tough, tough group. I like, I like Black Dog. And then who's your third? Um, see, it's it's tough for me. I feel almost disrespectful not saying that saying that 603 doesn't have a chance. <laughs> um, but same, you know, Whiffaholics are a good squad too. Uh, I'd, I'd say 603. I'd say the team, you know, whatever team. All right. Experience winning out. Toast, who do you got? I'm going uh, C4. Cool. I am going Black Dog. And 603 may lose from, from forfeit. They may not even show up. Wow. <laughs> um, for my third pick, I'm going to go Bronx Royals because they have Coop and he's mm. a different maker. So. Mm. Young man, Group E. So before I ask this question, I want to preface this, that this is not meant to be sarcastic or a slight. I want to hear from experienced Whifflers. Why the fuck is C4 so good? Uh, everybody, everybody. Kevin Norris is LeBron James. Everybody is very hard to get out. Because Tyler is the best hitter of all time. And uh, they have three of the best hitters of all time on the team. And probably one of the best pitchers of all time on the team. Yeah, they got two of the best pitchers of all time. (laughs) Okay. 
All right. They're sneaky. So, I mean, they're, obviously. They are, they are gamers. They are gamers. Okay. It professionals. goes more about well, above their talent. Like you said, you're talking about dogs. Yeah. Yeah. These are your dogs. These, These are dogs. dogs. Okay. Yep. I respect Rottweilers. That. Okay. So, obviously, there's them, right? So, I've heard about them. I know about them. I've watched them. Um, that Cooper kid, I've seen a few videos of him. That dude can deal, man. He can pitch. Mm -hmm. And I think if they, if they ride his arm, I mean... <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have to piece something up against him. So, I mean, in my, in my theory, if he's pitching the first three and he pitches to the level that he can, I think they're very hard to beat. Mm. So I've got really a 2-3 of them and then Black Dog as well right there. But if, yeah. Cooper's, if Cooper's dealing like he is, I mean – you got to pray and hope you run into something because he can throw, man. He He's can good. Shuck it. I've got those same three teams too, <laughs> by the way. We've got two minutes left. So I want to get a final four from each of you. Young man, super quick. Who are your final four? My final four. Um, Maybe an unpopular pick, but I'm taking our, us. Uh, okay. I don't go into a tournament believing I won't be there. So knock us out and we won't be, but I believe that I'll be there. Um, myself, I've got. I've got the Phenoms. Um, I've got, ooh, I've got the Long Balls there. Wow. And I have got, have to go with C4 until they prove me wrong, have to go with them. Parasite Pick. Toast, who you got? <laughs> um, I got to go C4 for Alpha Rift. Uh, I want revenge, so I'm gonna be greedy and say myself. It's damn it, I want to beat them in the game too. I want to. I don't want to beat them in the semis. I want to play them in the game. Um, it would also be nice to play someone not them in the game too. So <laughs> right? Win, right? Anybody else wants to beat them? Feel free. That'd be fun. That's that's fine with me. Um, but you know, it, as much as uh, as much as I hate to do it and give the guy respect without seeing it, I mean, I like I like the way he came in with his energy tonight. I think I give give the Monstars a, a favorite to to be a shocker in the final four. Wow. Um, okay. I know that was that would be my, my 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 perfect world. We played them in the final four, and then we played C4 in the finals. That would be my that's my fingers crossed. I would love and, uh, I would love to see that. I. I... I just, I would love to see a Midwest team make a deep run for this. Thing. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Sick. And for my fourth team, I got to say, um, I say O-Bombers make a good run out of that first death bracket. O-Bombers. Oh, All right. Yeah. B-Wise, where are you at? We got one minute left, so let's do it real quick. All right. That's CD4, right? Yep. I'm at, I'm at Bombers. I'm there. I'm at Phenoms. I think those are three teams I really, I, you know, I feel strongly about. Mm. Uh, fourth team, you know, I just can't count. It's tough for me to count the guys from Black Dog. Yeah. I've got Black Dog, C4. I've got O-Bombers. And I've got the Las Vegas Whifflers as my final Toast laughing in my face, as he should. But, hey, you got to pick the, the sleepers. So, in our last minute, crown me a winner. B Weiss, who wins? C4. Toast, who wins? Not C4. <laughs> Not C4. I'm buying it. That's it. Yonkman, who, who wins? The long balls. So, Toast, I'm a, I see, were you picking yourselves? Who? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, need, I need revenge from last year. Revenge. Revenge. And Yonkman's got not the long balls. Not in vain. I am going to say, 
man, I really don't want to say this, but I don't know why. Maybe it's because I'm so high right now. I feel like <laughs> I feel like this is the year that it finally fucking happens for Matty Griffin. And he fucking not that Matty Griffin. Matty Griffin's won multiple titles. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like I keep thinking about 2008 when 603 beat RTN in the finals. And I know, like, if I were Maddie, I would be like, this is it. This is that same tournament, and I'm going to fucking do it this time. And I think Virginia Hand's arm hangs on. And Jay Van Tresca is maybe my favorite wiffle ball player. He's such a good hitter. He's, he's made, he is the best wiffle ball fielder of all time. On one leg, too. It's wild. Got a robot Incredible. Leg. He's yeah. incredible. And his energy is if you've ever like sat near him when you played with him, his energy is just different. Uh, he's he's a great guy. He's a great guy. Yep. Um, so I think BDCC takes it home. That's my bold prediction. Well, that's a terrible decision too. I Toast. Every decision I make is a terrible decision. I live in Utah, man. Come on. Not terrible decision is toast drinking a PBR right now. That's huge. Okay. Wow. I'm, I'm American. This is what I do. I support America. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I told you if you get some NWLA teams and persons on me, and I'm going to stick to it. So mm. find me whenever you get there. You get that yeah. red, white, and blue on the can right there, and that's all you need right there. A little Good Toby on. Keith action. All right. Nice, nice try. Nice try. You all sound so terrible with it. Also, what, what's the weather like up there, Yawkland? Oh, it, it sucks. I'm, thankfully, I'm not all the way to Minnesota. They just had like 10 inches of snow I saw in that. Like early yes. October. So, Indiana's out. not as bad. It was like 55 and windy today, so That's it was still out. short weather, but out. it was good. It was 82 here, so. <laughs> I hate you. Yeah, we were up in the, we were up in the mid-70s. Beautiful day. <laughs> that Beautiful sucks. Day. Okay. Well, Lots of bugs. Well, that's our show, man. We've got we got bold predictions on tap. We've got the Midwest and the East Coast coming together. I couldn't be happier. Now, like I said uh, on Twitter the other day, we'll probably take a hangover week, um, and and in all likelihood, we won't have anything next week. But then, obviously, the week after that, I think we're going to try really hard to talk to whoever won. Um, so I actually kind of hope it's not the BDCC because I don't think Maddie Griffin is interested in coming on this show. I hope I'm wrong. Would love to get Maddie on here someday, uh, but you know. Who's to say? So that's our show. Thanks to our guests, Caleb Yonkman, whose name I learned how to pronounce tonight, and Brian Weiss, a.k.a. Lurdy. Thanks for coming on the show, guys. Lurdy is 30. Lurdy is 30. Appreciate having you all here. Toes, is there anything? There's nothing to plug. The the big thing is this weekend. (laughs) Correct. Show up to uh, the Home Run Derby. A lot of pish. There's going to be a lot of pash there. Uh, Chad Heflin hits around 7 o'clock, so be there for that. We do not want to miss the Iron Man taking swings. Absolutely not. For the Los, let's go. Los Crusaders win. Goim, for the love of God, beat Jimmy Flynn. We're ruining someone's someone's tournament. I hope it's his. Absolutely. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I, I can see Los shocking the meets in game one because they didn't take the team seriously enough that's where that's what we're betting i'm hoping for yeah Not could fire. very well happen I, i'm picturing flynn right now like whispering to ryan bush being like they're not even good let me throw and on that note i want to say good luck to all the teams competing in UWIFs. i wish i could join you all 
Um, and thank you times a million to the guys who dedicated all their effort to making it happen. You guys are fucking rock stars. Uh, now let's go out there and execute tournaments and do it even better again next year. Peace. You're welcome. I did it all myself. So. No help from anybody else. No help from anybody else. <laughs> Come on.